0: Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Kiss Happy Hanukkah. For a couple of hours out of the whole year, we are the people that we always hoped we would be. When you look at that, it's it's, it's it's indescribably beautiful. Oh, Christmas tree. 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 Old Christmas tree. Ah! The, the season to be merry.
1: That's my name. You're listening to the 30 something movie podcast. Classic movies, 30 years in the making. Yeah, we're back. It's the 30 something movie podcast. Uh, I've got Pat with me this yeah. time. Hey, hey. We're here to talk about movies tonight. Do it. And we've got a pretty good one. We've Well, at least in my opinion, we've got a pretty good one. We've got Ernest Saves Christmas. Oh, yeah. Yes, we do. We're, we're knee-deep in our Christmas month, our holiday movie month. Last week we had Scrooged,
0: mm-hmm. and that was a pretty good time.
1: Got The whole band was back together again.
0: That was fun. Mm-hmm.
1: And then next week we're supposed to have the whole band back together again for a maybe, an arguably a Christmas movie, Die Hard, will be next okay. week.
0: That's right. Hopefully we'll be able to get... Um everyone together for that podcast because it was really cool when we did
1: it was it was so i think we probably will be able to get everybody together we'll have we should have Bo. we should have dennis uh we'll see if we can bring snacks and maybe that'll bring dennis out again we can only hope Mm -hmm. so so yeah so we got that coming up next week will be die hard and then uh we'll see about the podcasting of it i think if we can't get together like on a google hangout or something um For Aquaman, then I might just Mm -hmm. do one myself or do one with the kids, because they're going to go with me to see it. And then we may, depending, we may end up like taking a a week break or something around the Christmas holiday time or the New Year time, because that'll be kind of hectic to try to get any podcast in. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. I know that you're very excited for the, and we've mentioned this a few times now, but the first podcast of of, uh, 2019.
0: Dude, I am excited for the first Mm. podcast of 2019, and the only thing you worry about the first podcast of 2019 is the letdown after the first podcast. But then you look at the five movies we're doing for the first month mm-hmm. of 2019, and it's just oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. It's the reason that I like to go see movies. Mm-hmm. Put mm-hmm. succinctly, it's it's yeah, it's exciting.
1: For those who may not have been listening in the past are as we kind of look ahead if you haven't been listening before I guess we should just kind of introduce the podcast and say uh, the reason we're called the 30-something movie podcast is because we do movies that are hitting their 30th anniversary uh, in this particular year so we started back in 2015 and we were doing 1984-1985 movies that year and since then 2016, we did 1986. 2017 was 1987. This year was 1988, mm-hmm. so next year is 1989. We're almost done with the with the 80s.
0: I uh, know, and that, maybe we didn't expect it to go to where we actually got into the 90s, but right. it's going to be cool because, I mean, I'm, you know, nothing ever follows the exact decade switch. Right. But, I mean, we're going to be able to start discussing, like, how trends mm-hmm. in movies differed. And yeah. And so that's kind of exciting because for the most part, at least a lot, a lot of my comments have always been, This sums up the 80s. This is what makes 80s movies great. This is, you know, now we're going to be able to talk about how, well, this really, kind. this is a new trend or blah, 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 blah.
1: You start to see the shift from the 80s movies to the 90s movies and kind of what goes along with all those shifts.
0: Remember remember one of those really stupid movies we talked about in the 80s that all the critics said was amazing, but I thought was about as boring as whale poop? Yeah. Well, look at all these movies (laughs) that that spawned. And Mm -hmm. look what it's done. And really, Pat, that's why you were wrong. You know, we'll have those conversations. There you go.
1: So uh, yeah, so, so coming up next year, we've already got most of our schedule pretty set. I mean, some of these things might move around mm-hmm. just a little bit, but for the most part, our schedule's set for next year. Um, we have we've actually had several listeners kind of write into us. Uh, we had a it was like a Google form that we sent out to get feedback from folks, um, just to let cool. us know what kind of movies they'd like to see. So we got feedback from the listeners. So our first month coming up in uh, 2019 will be starting off the year with Batman 89. And then the next one will be Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Then we got Lethal Weapon 2. Mm -hmm. Then we got License to Kill. Then we've got Glory. Mm -hmm. And then if we can fit it in, if we get a chance to go see it, uh, we'll have the movie Glass, the third movie of the Unbreakable Split and Glass trilogy.
0: Yeah. What was the
1: second one? Oh, the the second of the Glass movies? It was um, Split. Did you ever see that one?
0: I guess I didn't. Okay. How long ago did that come out?
1: Was that a twenty? sixteen. Oh, so it's somewhat recent. It's recent, yeah. I think it was 2016. I might be a, a year off, but.
0: Oh, wait, recent. wait, wait! Split. This is where they're all in the the asylum.
1: Glasses when in the in the trailer. Glasses when they're all in the asylum at the beginning.
0: Oh, glasses. Oh, then I yeah. guess I never saw anything to do with Split.
1: Split was uh, James McAvoy, and he is um, like uh, schizophrenic. He has all these different personalities, mm-hmm. and and he's kidnapped these girls. And like the different personalities are holding them hostage, and they kind of try to play some of the personalities off each other to see if they okay. can escape. And kind of and the and at, at this point, you kind of know because you've seen the trailer for the next one is there is a way that and and nobody knew this. There's a way that Split ties in with the movie Unbreakable. Okay. If you remember that one.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Because that yeah. was the first. That was the Bruce Willis and the Sam Jackson. And the right,
1: thing. right. And without without giving away too much. Um, there is something that happens in Split that nobody, like nobody had a clue that this was meant to be kind of a sequel or or in the same universe as Unbreakable, mm-hmm. but then something happens in the Split movie that you're like, whoa, wait a minute. And uh, then beyond that, the one thing that, you know, I haven't talked to, and, and hopefully I can remember to talk to everybody uh, next week, but just in case I don't, when we've got everybody all together, I'll tell you now, and then we'll talk about this off the podcast at some point, but uh, I kind of messed up with part of our schedule. And so, for the month of May, I just I cleared the entire month. We're not going to do any movies from 1989 in May. I'm calling it the movies we missed month. Okay. And I'm going to have you guys uh, for each of those weeks in May. I'm going to have you guys pick maybe like one or two movies from the 80s that we didn't get a chance to cover on the podcast. So if we missed one from like 1981 or 1983, before we started podcasting, then we can like each of those episodes, we can do one or two movies that we missed from earlier in the 80s decade. Okay. So, so we'll do that. And then at the end of that month is Avengers 4. Got it. Or I guess I can give it its official it. name now, Avengers Endgame. All right. Well, very, very quickly, we do, we've we already spoiled a couple things here and there, but uh, we do spoil the movies we talk about, so just be aware of that. We, As we talk about different movies, um, if you hear a movie name or title that you don't want to be spoiled on, maybe just fast forward a minute or so from there, or just be aware that we... Just kind of talk about movies, so uh, we Mm -hmm. may spoil something for you. If you haven't left us a review on iTunes, if you've been listening, you enjoy the show, and you want to leave us a review, please go ahead and do that. iTunes is probably the best place to do it because it's probably where we get the most exposure if we get those reviews out there. Um, I still think we're sitting on a five-star review. Is it four or five stars?
0: Well, whichever one really? it is. Wow.
1: We we still have a perfect rating on iTunes, so that's pretty awesome. Um, and Thanks then if everybody. you want to... Yeah, thank you very much, everybody, for all those people that have left us left us reviews on there. And then if you want to visit our website, we are at 30podcast.com. That's 30podcast.com. And that's where you can find all the old episodes of our show. And, it's an awesome uh, website. It's, so head on over there. It's got all the information that you need. Uh, it may also have a link to the listing of the 89 movies that were available to vote on, so if you want to head over there and vote on that, it should be up there as well. If not, I will go throw it there here in just a little bit. Um, the other one I want to say, too, is not just our website, but anybody who's using the Letterboxd service, uh, letterboxd, L-E-T-T-E-R-B-O-X-D.com. Uh, it's a really nice website and app that I've been using to kind of keep track of movie stuff and watch lists and just uh, it's it's kind of like a social media for movie lovers. Mm-hmm. So I've been keeping track of a list there of all the movies we've done so far for the podcast, and it's got a really nice, easy kind of visual way to look through the list of movies. Well, I just finished last week um, updating our entire list so that every time you click on one of the movies we've done, there's also a link to that episode. So if you want a very quick and easy way to go look back through our episodes and find a movie that you enjoy and listen to that episode, you can head on over to Letterboxd, and we are on Letterboxd also as... Thirty So if you want to go check that out, that's a good place to go do that. Cool. All right. Well, I think we should talk a little bit of news.
0: Yeah, I I should say yes.
1: So we've got it's a little slow on some of the movie news right now, but we had some trailers that came out uh, the other day. So why don't we go why don't we start, why don't we start with the end? When I drift off, I will dream about you. It's always you. Thanos did exactly what he said he was gonna do.
0: is this an old message ant-man,
1: Ant-Man i know you do know, i know you know that it's the front door that's me can you buzz me in mm-hmm. this trailer came out last week uh earlier in the week and um yeah so uh, what what do you think
0: well it's funny about the trailer i'm like hey dad you're never gonna ble-. now you know i talked to my dad and i'm just like dad have you seen the? yeah i think i've seen the avengers movie. yeah i'm pretty sure i've seen them all yeah okay and I was talking to my dad, I'm like, Dad, I think the uh, there's a new trailer. Oh, yeah, Avengers Endgame? I know. What? Wait a minute, did we already talk spoilers about the trailer and everything?
1: Oh, yeah, go ahead. You, you can spoil whatever oh, you yeah, want.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, spoiling trailer. Okay, yeah. So I'm like, Dad, did you... And he's, his reaction was funny. He was like, oh, yeah, Endgame. Why do you think Tony Stark's floating around in the middle of a spaceship? And I'm just like, what? Okay, so clearly you've seen the preview. <laughs> and he says, yeah. So, um, anyways, that was kind of a funny uh, reaction because that was mine. You know, it was... It was very much, I think you said it, and we had talked about it with Jeff and and all that, that it's like, it's cool because you don't know anything after seeing that trailer, Mm -hmm. other than some images and some like, okay, some setups, like, okay, well, this guy's here, this guy's here, this guy's here, but you don't know why all these pieces um, are as they were, and so, you know, it's gotten me excited to see my favorite characters in this film again, but, I mean, you don't get a glimpse of who, you know, you think based on the end of the event, the other, the previous Avengers movie, you know, where, where, um, um, what's his name? The, uh, uh, Nick Fury mm-hmm. makes the call to uh, Captain Marvel. Y- you know, you don't get to see her. You don't get to, you don't know anything. You just have some cool images and know something's brewing, you know, like something's coming. Yeah. And that's, that's all you get from the trailer. My question was and I'm, I'm no, again, I just want to caution, it's a spoiler alert in case, you know, people are listening. But at the end of Avengers, was Captain America one of the cats that disappeared or no?
1: No. At the end of Infinity War? Yes. No, he did not.
0: Okay. Okay, because, I mean, obviously, because there was guys that were appearing in this that I thought had disappeared, and I, I couldn't really, I couldn't remember. Um... But yeah, and in this, he's like all clean-shaven and cleaned up and all that kind of stuff. So I just find that all, uh, you know, I found that almost as interesting as why is Tony Stark's floating through the middle of space? Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, just a lot of interesting things, and I'm I'm excited to see them all back in the saddle again. But I, I, I can't hazard a guess about anything because they don't really give you anything to hazard a guess about.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And I um, love it.
0: And that's perfect. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so. and that was kind of my my reaction to it too was it was it wasn't the same as like um you know when, when we saw the trailers for Civil War or when we saw the trailers for Infinity War or Last Jedi or any of these other trailers that we've seen I didn't have the same reaction that I had to those where mm-hmm. I was I was super excited. I was pumped to like I need to go see this movie. I didn't have that reaction. To this trailer. You know, I saw mm-hmm. this trailer and I'm like, awesome. This looks good. It's everything I think I've expected. I don't know anything about this movie. So I like that part of it. Same as what Jeff said. He and I actually, we were talking about it. And we both said that almost exactly the same time to each other. And uh, I said, yeah, that was the one thing I liked about this trailer was I have no clue what this movie is going to be about. Now, in the back of my head, I think I do. Like, I have right. some speculation, I have some stuff I think is going to happen, but I have no clue from this trailer, and that is probably my favorite part about it. It also mm-hmm. kept me from getting overly hyped about it. Right. So, yeah. yeah. See, so, like, like I'm, this, not, I'm not, this... like, crazy, super giddy and excited about this, but I'm just like, yes, new, new Avengers movie. We knew oh. it was coming. It looks good. I, I'm not like I'm not throwing my wallet at the screen, but I'm excited mm-hmm. for it.
0: Right. This would be the perfect trailer for Dennis Matouche. Yeah. Because it's not gonna spoil anything and it just it's basically just shows you a series of stills of you know of 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 not stills, but I mean it just shows you a little bit uh, just images really of, mm-hmm. of your main characters. Yeah that you would see. So I, I think this would be right up Dennis's alley. I you know and I don't know, but that's kind of what I want to see with trailers. You know, I, I mean, I think it's cool that trailers have escalated to, like, they're all almost like little mini featurettes to where you can kind of put together exactly what happens. Right. But I, would, I guess I would like to see a return to old school trailers where it's just like you catch a couple of glimpses, it really whets your appetite, but then it leaves you wanting more. You'll believe you know? a man can fly. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly, it's like it's like a, it's like a buddy of mine, my, my friend Kyle, who's actually in Hollywood and writes music for movies and video games and all yeah. this kind of stuff. But my buddy Kyle, it used to drive him nuts when someone would say, "Hey, can I have a sip of that Coke?" or "Hey, can I have a French fry?" or something, and it chose to drive him nuts because he says, "What's the point? Okay, I'm going to give you a French fry. It's not going to. It's just going to make you more hungry. You're going to want more fries. So I don't. I shouldn't have to give up one of my French fries because." You're all, it's not gonna help you it out at all. You're just gonna wanna go buy more fries. What you're gonna do in the first place, just go buy the fries. Same thing if I give you a sip of Coke. It's not gonna like quench your thirst. To quench your thirst, you're gonna need more than a sip. Otherwise you're gonna, you get what I'm saying? Right. And I think like right now, trailers have become like more than just a sip or more than just a French fry. They leave you with like enough of the movie that like you go away satisfied. But I want the trailers to be like the sip or one French fry. I don't want to be satisfied. I want to be unsatisfied. I want to be like, give me more. Like, I, I can't wait. Like, th- in a way, this has, in a way, this has me almost more excited about Avengers because I don't know what's coming. Whereas the other trailers, when they start to give you more, yeah, there's more excitement, there's more, but it's like, yeah, I, 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 it's almost like I can wait for that because I have an inkling of what's going to happen. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, and Absolutely, it's, it's yeah. each man to his own, but I, I mean, it's almost just like, yeah, it, it's, it's almost like getting a teaser where they really don't show you anything new, you know? And I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm I, I think it's pretty cool what they've done with it.
1: Yeah. Well, and then there was another trailer that came out. So the, the Avengers trailer came out and, and like people, Lost their minds. Like I guess this was mm-hmm. the. I was looking at a news story the other day. I guess this is, this is the most watched trailer in history. <laughs> just within the few yeah, days I that it was it. out, it was yeah. Um, yeah. And and I've already mentioned that I saw this trailer and it didn't have me like other times I've watched the superhero movie trailers, and I'm just I'm excited. Like I'm really excited. And this one didn't have me excited. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not you know getting down on it. I'm not negative about it. I'm I'm just i'm okay with it i'm good i'm it's it all looks fine i'm ready to go i'll be there you know i'm not disliking it it just it doesn't have me hyped up or anything and then all of a sudden out of nowhere comes this trailer for a movie called brightburn
0: yeah what is this what is going on john
1: The Brightburn trailer comes out the other day, and I'm like, I, I I don't even know what this is, and I see a quick little description. I don't know if somebody tweeted it or what it was, and it's this quick little description. It says, "What if the Superman origin story was a horror movie?" Hmm. And I was like, Would you, "What?" That hits that hits kind of close to home for you. Yes, it does. So I was like, "Well." let's let's take a look at this because now I'm really curious because I like a good horror movie and I like a good Superman movie. And as much as I don't, like if this was a straight up Superman movie, I, I don't want anybody messing with my Superman. You know, he's he's got to be a good character and he's got to always, you know, be the optimistic character and he always he's the the anti-Batman. So if it's a Superman movie, that's great. This is not a Superman movie. It's not even a DC movie. It's not, I don't even think it's, owned by any of those companies that co-own DC Comics or any of the others. This is just a, uh, it's produced by James Gunn, who did the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Mm -hmm. And uh, written by his cousins, Brian Gunn and Mark Gunn, and directed by David Yarvesky. And basically what this is, and that's what I really like about the trailer, is the trailer almost copies the Man of Steel trailer from 2013. Yep. You know, you have images of, like, the swing, and you have, like, the, the images of the the cornfields, that are, if it's supposed to be Kansas or whatever, you have the, the wheat fields that mm-hmm. they're walking through. And so you get these images that are the same as what you saw in the Man of Steel trailer five years ago, and it's almost the same story. It's like you have this, uh, you know, couple that seems like they live on a farm, and they don't have any children, and all of a sudden this meteor crashes, and it's a spaceship, and there's a baby inside of it. And you're thinking, oh, well, it's, it's Superman. And then things take mm-hmm. a little bit of a dark turn.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, just
1: like, yeah. So I want to ask you, because I've already, I've, I've said several times on the podcast, I love Superman, the, everything about the character. I, I love that character. I love mm-hmm. a good horror movie. Man of, hey, you're
0: gonna make me go first? You're the Superman guy and you're gonna make me go first.
1: Well, I'm I'm getting mine out of the way now, because I'm just I'm just saying I've said before, I I love this stuff, and i this movie is like 150%. I'm gonna be there watching this movie.
0: Okay, this so.
1: movie had me way more hyped than the Avengers Endgame trailer. And okay. you know, and, and Man of Steel is still my favorite DC movie of of any of the recent DC movies, even more so than Wonder Woman, and you know, it's still my favorite. Right. So the fact that they're taking that kind of idea and, yeah. and stretching it a bit to be a horror movie, I'm completely on board for this one. I this this trailer actually surprised me, and I was like, okay, nope, this is my favorite trailer this week.
0: They're showing you something new, right? As opposed to, and I, I I don't want to slight it, but as opposed to Avengers twenty and you know or Marvel movie twenty, and you kind of knew the. Game. Now it's like, oh, and 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 not only that, but they're taking they're showing you something they're going in a direction that normally you'd see like as a netflix original or amazon prime original or something of that nature is is that kind of what you're going for
1: yeah and i this is one of those movies that i just completely missed like i feel like this is similar mm-hmm. to a um what was it when they did uh 10 cloverfield lane mm-hmm. did you see have you seen that one yet no. No, okay. You,
0: that's the one That's the one that, that, that then there's the Cloverfield Chronicles that you weren't as excited about, right? Isn't that yeah, that the, the third
1: one, not so good. But um, yeah, the second one, 10 Cloverfield Lane, was with John Goodman and they're in this like underground bunker. Okay. Yeah, that was a good one too. But that was another one where you had you didn't hear anything about this movie and all of a sudden, boom, It's there's a trailer for it. Or the movie's even like, it's coming out in two weeks or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I kind of felt the same with this movie. I know that there, were some, there was some kind of a mentioning of this idea, or at least that James Gunn had something planned that was going to be a little bit different back at the San Diego Comic-Con earlier this year. But I had not heard anything about this movie before this trailer came out earlier this week. I see. So, I see. So let me ask you, as someone who does like the superhero movies but is not a huge fan of horror movies, how does this one strike you? Well, it,
0: it definitely struck me. It, does this have any source material in the comics, or are we now adventuring into uncharted territory?
1: As far as I know, this is not... I mean, it, it looks like they're taking a lot from the idea of Superman, Mm-hmm. but just taking it in a different direction, saying, you know, what if we had a child who has these crazy amazing powers, and just like in the... Superman's in Man of Steel story, I mean, he's bullied. He's basically treated as if he's an outsider. The kids pick on him, and he just has either this ingrained moral character, or from Mon Pa Kent, he's given this moral character mm-hmm. that, you know, he can't fight back because he has this amazing power, and, you know, he has the power to destroy the world, but he doesn't because he's been raised with this moral compass. And clearly, this, they're just, they're taking that kind of initial origin story and just saying "Mm, yeah nope this kid doesn't have that
0: yeah so i I mean i'll tell you basically i was struck images really um that's basically all i've got from it you know I, i saw all the parallels with the superman story uh type stuff and then you know the thing where and it does there's a noticeable like left turn or right turn or whatever you want to say in the trailer where everything's happy everything's good and then all of a sudden there's like concern on the parent's face you know and i you know there's a scene where he's trying to get into the storm cellar with the where you the supposed spaceship is and uh, you know he's grabbing he's having a little temper tantrum and that that scene was pretty shocking and then i think it kind of ends with him chasing whoever that woman is into the the freezer or i don't know if it was a waitress or a I don't know what the heck. Yeah, is I couldn't going tell there, if that but... was like
1: a school cafeteria or if it was somewhere else. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So he just had a complete, um, you know, there was a complete meltdown going there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it, it seemed pretty scary. So it, it doesn't quite get me with the same horror thing, just because it's like, okay, well, it's not like, well, It's kind of beyond the normal world. But my point is it's not be you know, we're familiar with superhero movies, so this doesn't seem that like un not unnatural is the wrong word, but I'll just go ahead with it. It doesn't seem like that far out of the ordinary. It doesn't seem like, oh my gosh, there's something, this weird force that we don't fully understand and we're gonna have to spend the movie figuring it out. It's kind of like because we know the Superman story and it's paralleling that. Based on what I've seen with the trailer, I don't have that same horror of, oh my gosh, it's the unknown. Mm -hmm. Now it looks scary and it looks like, oh my gosh, how are we going to handle it? And I think it's totally open to some exciting possibilities of, okay, well, they're at some point going to find out his weakness. You know, they're going to find out kryptonite and use it on him. But maybe they mess with you because it's not part of the DC universe. Maybe they mess with you enough that, you know, they can take you down that rabbit hole of, well, we're going to introduce kryptonite and think it works, but it really doesn't. And do you get what I'm saying? Like now, right. you know, they, they, can, they can choose to follow or not follow, and they can throw off the people that think they know which way they're going to go with it. Or maybe they can just go with it and just do a complete parallel universe, which is exciting because this is almost like that whole idea of the multiverse, and then they go into the other dimension, and, you know, suddenly people are bad guys, bad guys and that we're good guys. So, I mean, I think it's, it, I'm excited because it just seems to, to really open up the possibilities of what we expect, and I think they'll really be able to play with that. And either, oh, I knew they were going to do it, and man, this is awesome, it's going exactly, they're showing us this this world that we all want to see created. Or they're going to just say, they're going to show you enough of the parallels in the trailers, trailer or trailers, to kind of get you hooked, and then once you get into the movie, oh, wow, this, is, this isn't this is what I expected. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely.
0: So, so I'm not, I, I guess in that sense, I'm not horrified or, or horror-filled horror like as if I was watching, I don't want to say a straight-up horror movie, but a horror movie that does not relate to the superhero world, because as soon as you're in the superhero world, it's just like, okay, that's normal for the superhero world. Sort of like my wife asking me, how can you watch Lord of the Rings? Those ring races are scary. Yeah, but they're part of that world, mm-hmm. so, you know... So is this one?
1: You know, knowing knowing that we don't always get to see as many movies in the theater as we would like to, is this one that you would go see in the theater?
0: I would go see it. I suppose I would go see it. I I don't know if I'm going to put it on my short list of I've got to get because my short list might only be like one or two movies. Right. You know what I'm saying? But when does it come out again?
1: Uh, I think it's Memorial Day, 2019. So I think like May. What is that? May 24th.
0: Okay, so Indy 500 weekend. Oh, Um, there you
1: go. So you'll be busy.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> Fernando Alonso is driving in the Indy 500 again this year, man. I, I don't know. I don't know. But, but, I mean, if there was a group of guys, and, I mean, I'd, me, let me back up. You're asking, is that, like, man, we can get Canna Gallo to a horror movie in the theater? Yeah, I'd go, definitely. But I don't know if I'm going to, like, clear my schedule, and, you know, I am seeing this movie at all costs.
1: Okay, all right. If, but it's, if, it's if, one, because I know you're not a horror fan, but it's one you'd be willing to see in the theater
0: yeah I'd be willing to go see it okay you know I'd be willing because like i said it's it's yeah because of like everything i said so i'm I'm in yeah. fa- in the look, the look of him in that costume he comes up with mm-hmm. and see my brain's like, okay, why are you making the costume why are you doing why are you so angry? Yeah. are you trying to get revenge on people? I mean, is it as simple as you know, and I don't want to start doing the preconceived notions like I right, go right. oh, if they go that way, I'd be disappointed, but it's like I'm really curious to see is it just quite literally the kid gets bullied and so you know, mm-hmm. he's had enough. Is this, hey, is this, is this a parallel for, you know, uh, someone losing it and bringing a firearm to school?
1: Oh, well, that's. Do you get what I'm saying? That's what I was thinking. I was like, is, is this meant to be kind of a, you know, is is this a commentary on the state of some of our school emergencies we've had in the last several years? And stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it definitely could be. I mean, I not until we go see the movie will we know for sure, but yeah, it certainly seems to be that way. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so, so. it'll be um it'll be interesting to see what they what they do with it.
1: Yeah. Well, related to you mentioning the Parallel Earths, we actually, we had uh, one of our followers on our Facebook page. Uh, his name is JC Carlos. Uh, he commented when I posted up the Brightburn trailer on um, our Facebook page. He said, so they're making Elseworlds movies now. Sounds cool. So Elseworlds, uh, yep. if you're familiar with Elseworlds, I know you don't read the comics quite as much. That's DC's version of like Parallel Earths. Okay. So you have like the Elseworlds story where, uh, let's see... Um, like uh, uh, Superman lands in Gotham City, and he's adopted okay. by the uh, by um, Thomas and Martha Wayne, and ultimately he becomes Batman. Okay. So Batman's able to fly. Batman's got heat vision. Batman's invulnerable. You know, it's the it's the same Batman costume. He just has all of Superman's powers. Got it. Uh, there was another story where Green Lantern, uh, one of the Green Lanterns, dies, and I think. Um, His ring is left in Gotham City and Batman, uh, Bruce Wayne, finds it and he becomes kind of like a cross between Batman and Green Lantern at some point. Um, Okay. There's a story where Batman has to fight Dracula and he gets bitten and he becomes a vampire. Mm -hmm. And so Batman can only go out at night. I mean, he only went out at night before, but he can really only go out at night now because he's a vampire. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just uh, kind of stories like that kind of like the parallel earths taking a story and kind of twisting it a little bit and, and just you know having these sure. multi- well, we multiverse a... stories and...
0: yeah well we love that as a society right yeah. oh yeah we love, I mean the, the Man in the High Castle Alternative History right um, there's a book that a friend told me about it and it's like Imagine these—they go through uh, a whole bunch of different sports stories, and what happens if that game had gone a different direction? Mm-hmm. You know, what happened if this had occurred? What happens if Muhammad Ali had not been a conscientious objector and was able to box all the way? You know, I think we're just fascinated with that, and maybe because, maybe because as a society we're fascinated by choice, and you know, the age-old argument of the nature versus nurture.
1: Well, no. you if, if you like that stuff I think I've, I gotta see if I still have a copy of it I have a history book that does that like a what if okay. this what if this event in history had happened slightly differently mm-hmm. then they try to speculate mm-hmm. and say okay well if this had not happened then this would have happened differently and this would have happened differently and you wouldn't have had the Civil War and you wouldn't have you know it kind of does that kind of a thing um, sure so I'll, I'll see if I can find that because I know you're a, you're a history guy yeah. so I'll see if I can find that well sometime. right
0: but yeah, but it, and it, but it seems like we love that. You know, we love whatever it is. And so it's cool to see that introduced into our, our comic book movies. Much like, you know, Star Trek was very popular with the... Um, Star Trek gained a lot of... Po- with the Mirror Universe, right. which basically started as like one episode out of the original series. But then the later ones, they, that spawned several story arcs, you know, and... And we, we la- were fascinated by that, and so it's kind of cool to see the same thing um, coming into a into a superhero epic. So,
1: as, as as Mr. Spock is fond of reminding me, there are always possibilities. Yes. <laughs> All right. Yes. Well, real quick, we're gonna move on to uh, we're gonna move on to this week in '88. Before I do that, though, uh, we did have somebody else respond to us on Twitter, uh, just to kind of send oh. us a little shout out. Um, speaking of a Star Trek fan, uh, his Twitter name is Fleet Admiral Scott, and his handle is at Fleet Admiral UFP. And okay. he wrote, I recently heard the 30-something podcast, at @30 30 podcast, discuss the original hashtag Naked Gun film and hashtag Police Squad series. When theorizing who could lead a revival of the property, they came up with someone I agree with 240%. At Groovy uh, Bruce Campbell would be pitch perfect as a new Drebin. Cool so so he he gave a big cool. thumbs up to our recommendation that if they wanted to redo the naked gun movies they should get Bruce Campbell to do it
0: yeah all right there you go that's cool
1: all right well let's jump into this week in 88 uh, so if we're jumping in the uh, jumping in our Delorean and running back to the week of let's say about December 12th to December 18th, 1988 mm-hmm. um, not a whole lot going on this week in, back in 1988 but we did have three movies that came out that were released in theaters during this week dirty rotten scoundrels rain man and i'm gonna get you Sucker. oh my god so those three came out uh, around about this week in 1988 the top song was look away by chicago the top book was the sands of time by sydney sheldon and the top movie mm-hmm. for the week ending um on the 18th was the movie twins Got it. So that is Man, this week in eighty eight.
0: And we didn't get a chance to talk about Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, did you?
1: We? we did not. That didn't end up on our on our playlist this year. So but I if that's completely... if that's one of the ones that would be your movie for one we missed, I... then
0: that might it just might have
1: to be. Okay. All right. Are you ready to save Christmas? I am ready to save Christmas. Know what I mean. Let's do it. No what I mean. All right. So the title of this one is Ernest Saves Christmas. It came out on the eleventh of November 1988, rated PG, with a runtime of one hour and thirty-five minutes, directed by John Cherry. Uh, He did everything Ernest. Uh, Producers on this one were Doug Claiborne and Stacey Williams. Claiborne did Rumblefish and The Fast and the Furious. Williams did uh, Ernest Goes to Camp and Hey, Vern, It's Ernest. Writers for this one were Ed Turner, who did the story and screenplay. He died in 2005. Um, He also wrote a, a movie called Winners Take All. And then B. Klein... Uh, wrote the screenplay for this one as well, and also did Ernest Saves Christmas. Uh, actually, Ernest Saves Christmas was their only movie on their credit, so it was the only okay. one that they wrote. Cinematography done by Peter Stein. He also did Friday the Thirteenth at Pet Cemetery. And music done by Mark Snow, who did the music for the X Files and Smallville. Budget for this one was six million. Box office was twenty eight point two million, so it made back its money plus quite a bit more. Uh, Flickmetrics, yeah, however, only gives this a 46%. Yeah, I
0: think this would be kind of a niche movie. Yeah,
1: so it gets a 46. So the Rotten Tomatoes tomato meter for the critics gives it a 38. The audience score for Rotten Tomatoes is 41. IMDb gives it a 56. Letterboxd gives it a 53. And Metascore gives it a 44. Uh, starring Jim Varney, who died in 2000, he played Ernest P. Worrell, Astor Clement, Auntie Nelda, and the Snake Guy. He was in the Ernest movies. Uh, and the Ernest TV show, and he was also in the Toy Story movies. Uh, Douglas Seale died in 1999. He played Santa. He was in Amadeus and Aladdin. Oliver Clark played Joe Carruthers. He was in Mystery Men and They Might Be Giants. Noelle Parker played Harmony. Uh, She was in At Close Range and Look Who's Talking, too. Gaylard Sartain played Chuck. He was in The Outsiders, Mississippi Burning. And Billy Bird, who died in 2002, played Mary Morrissey. She was in Home Alone and Sixteen Candles. Here is the trailer, and we'll be back in just a moment. In the past, there have been many traditional ways to celebrate Christmas. With songs, with gifts, with family and
0: friends. There's a new way. Ho, 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 Bert. With Ernest.
1: (laughs) Ernest P. (laughs) Worrell. He's back. Know what I mean? Back to Save Santa. Santa's in the slammer.
0: Look at those beady, twinkling
1: eyes. Back to Save Christmas.
0: Back to Save Faith you dead meat. That's life for you, isn't she a <laughs> doll? Ernest T. Warrow. Mr. Funtime. In the mission they said couldn't be done. On Comet, on
1: Cupid, on Donder. In the movie they said shouldn't be done.
0: Don't be grumpy. A uh, uh, blister. Blanton! You guys say you have a problem with reindeer? Ah! Trim the tree. Light the candles, Deck the hall. And hit the deck. Because Ernest P. Oral's coming to die. Yeah, going to die! And he's coming with colorful cards and festively wrapped packages.
1: brakes. Ernest Saves Christmas. Alright, so Ernest Saves Christmas. We, um, was that at the, it was at the end of last year, I think, that we did Ernest Goes to Camp?
0: Was that last year? I was thinking about that. Or mm-hmm. was that this year? Did he? Were there two Ernest movies?
1: No, I'm pretty sure that was last year.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah,
1: fairly certain. I mean, I can go back and look at our schedule, but I'm pretty certain no, that was man. last year. Um, but yeah, so we just did Ernest Goes to Camp, really not that long ago. And now we've got Ernest Saves Christmas. I'll start off by saying that of the... Of those two, just of those, well, actually those may be the only two, other than Ernest Scares Stupid. And you know what? I've also seen Ernest Goes to Jail. So I've seen four of the Ernest movies. I used to watch a TV show TV show when I was a kid. Okay. The hey Vern, it's Ernest. Uh, used to see a lot of his commercials because they were on in the South a little bit more. And I think I've only seen, well, no, 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 that's not true. I've seen five of the movies. I've seen uh, Dr. Otto and the Riddle of the Gloombeam. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Ernest Goes to Camp, Ernest Saves Christmas, Ernest Goes to Jail, and Ernest Scared Stupid. And of all the Ernest movies, I think this one is probably my favorite. Mm -hmm. Like, I think even compared to Ernest Goes to Camp, I know that one for a lot of people is their favorite of these Ernest. If they're an Ernest fan, um, then that is typically, I think, a lot of people's favorite but I think between the two, I th- I think I gotta go with Ernest Saves Christmas. I think that would be one that I could re-watch a little bit more often than Ernest Goes to Camp. I think I gotta be in the mood to watch Ernest Goes to Camp. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and I'm trying to remember from our when we did the Ernest uh, episode before when we did Ernest Goes to Camp. Are you or were you as a kid an Ernest fan? Yeah. Okay.
0: I was. I remember watching Ernest. When I watched Ernest Goes to Camp, I think what I said was you know, if I hadn't seen this movie as a kid, I don't know if I'd enjoy it as much. Yeah. And I really kind of bumped on a lot of the stuff. Ernest I liked, but then I kinda of came around because you guys were talking about how it had hurt and you did it and I really yeah, I said I bought into that. I I there was some stuff that with Ernest goes to camp that kind of like fell on its face for me. Sure. Nothing to do with the Ernest's character but just yeah, it just, it wasn't, I, I don't know, I thought the message was a little bit more, I don't know if it was forced, or maybe the Jerk Kids bothered me, I don't know, but that one, that one bothered me a little bit more. I didn't like it as much. Sure,
1: sure. I looked it up, and it was almost exactly this time last year that we did Ernest Goes to Camp.
0: Oh, jeez, time so, flies. I know. Um, I, I think I saw this one first. I don't know, I don't know okay. why, and maybe I could be wrong, but I agree with you. I think this is my favorite. And I, as soon as I started watching this movie, I remembered every little part of it. And then what's more, I'm like, I really like this movie. This is a, this is a really good movie. Um, the Ernest character, I feel, fires on all cylinders with the humor, uh, him having the heart, him, him being the good guy, um, you know, the dilemmas he gets into. I, I, I like this one just a, a whole lot more. His, the two guys that are, you know, they were the cooks in the camp, and this one they're working in the, the facility. I really like those guys. And then some of the, you know, their peculiarities that they do, like when his eyes would go back and forth real fast and it would make that da 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 sound. Um, just his mannerisms, I found funny. It, it, I, this, this seemed to be a lot more like fleshed out, and the humor was, was working on all levels. Whereas, Ernest Goes to Camp, I was kind of like, when I watched that one a year ago, I was like, Oh yeah, this this doesn't hold up as well as I thought it would. This movie holds up like the I'm Dominic. Come here. Let's watch the first five minutes. What do you think? Oh man, I, this is pretty fun. I want to see what happens. You know, so um, the only reason we watched the first five minutes is we didn't have time to watch an entire movie. But point being is is this is one that I'd want to watch with the kids and in the family and the whole thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, this one to me seems a little bit more family friendly. And not that Ernest Goes to Camp is not, but. It just seems like this one. I don't know if it's one. Th- one thing that's a little bit different about this one is there's really not a villain in it. You know, in Ernest goes to camp, mm-hmm. you've got a you kind of have a villain with the developer, and they're they're going to be you know destroying the camp, and um, you know they they kind of have something to fight against. In this one, there's not really a villain. It's just kind of they're just trying to get something done. So I feel like in that sense, it's maybe a little bit more family friendly because you don't have that, like, evil antagonist that's trying to mess everything up. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. In this one, maybe it's part of it being a Christmas movie and and all that, but it just kind of seems like this one is maybe a little bit more kid-friendly than Ernest Goes to Camp.
0: Right. And I I don't mind movies with villains and all that, but I I just thought they picked on the Ernest character a little bit too much in Ernest Goes to Camp than than what I liked. Right, yeah. I just, you know, and I mean, you know, heaven knows that that can happen in real life and you know, and so on and so forth, but it's like, yeah, I don't know, they just, they, they picked on him and, you know, they started to almost go a little bit more, not dark, but, you know, when he'd mess up, in this one it's funny because he messes up and it's just like, oh, I better get out of here, <laughs> you know, what, whatever it is, and that's just humorous. In that one, it was almost like they wanted to make it, a, or they tried, well, obviously it came out first. So, but it's like they, they tried to have him do the gags, but then there'd be real consequences. And it was just like, yeah, it's, it's supposed to be kind of a fun, lighthearted movie. I mean, don't, don't muck it up with all the different, like, oh, well, let's go deeper and let's go darker. What yeah. happens if he gets into a fistfight? What happens if the kids are jerks? And, right,
1: yeah. It, it, it got a little mean spirited in Artist Goes to Camp. Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah. But yeah, no, no, same as you. When this movie started up, I mean, that's that opening scene where, um, you know, Santa's walking off the airplane with the other guy and the other guy says, oh, you know, yeah, what I want for Christmas is snow. And of course, they're in Orlando, Florida, so you're not really going to get snow for Christmas. And then, you know, the whole scene with Ernest in the taxi at the beginning of the movie. I mean, all of that stuff. I remember all of that. Yeah. you know, watching it as a kid. I don't know if we would have seen it in the theater. We might've gone to the theater to see it, but we definitely watched this several times growing up as a kid. Sure. And, uh, yeah, like you, I, I vividly remember, um, you know, when he goes to, uh, he, he goes to find the other, the other guy that he's going to have replace him as Santa. And they have that movie, the Christmas sleigh. And he finds out that it's an alien terrorizing people on Christmas right. Eve. And, and, uh, you know, they get upset about that. And, you know, just everything in this movie, I, I, as I was watching it, and I don't think I've seen it since oh, probably the late 80s, early 90s. Um, yeah, I remembered every bit of this movie as soon as we were watching oh, yeah. it. Oh, yeah. And I think we mentioned on our, our Ernest show last year was one of the things that we liked about Ernest was that it's kind of like a, it's like a Pee-wee Herman character because you have, you know, Pee-wee's Playhouse and Pee-wee's Adventure, the big adventure, and, and those things coming out pretty much the same time as the earnest stuff. But Ernest is just maybe a little bit more, I think the word we used was charming. Yeah. I think he's got some of that, you know, I don't know if it's maybe because he's a little bit older or I don't know what it is, but it's a little bit more of like an innocent charm to him. He's still goofy. He still does a weird stuff. It's still some of the wacky humor. Um, but yeah. it just, it doesn't seem like it's quite as it's creepy. manic or sometimes creepy as Pee Wee can be.
0: I know I'm going to anger, like, just about everybody on the podcast, all our friends, and, you know, when I say that, but, yeah, Pee Wee Herman just kind of creeps me out a little bit.
1: I, he can get a little creepy sometimes, and, yeah, I mean, not to, not to offend anybody, but, yeah, Pee Wee can be a little creepy sometimes. Yeah. 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 Oh, and, and I'm a, I'm a Pee Wee Herman fan, and I'm, I'll happily say that, too. Yeah.
0: And so, you know, um, yeah, I, I, Ernest is just, <laughs> is just fun, and i got to be honest with you, the dialogue that you talk about when Santa's walking off the plane—that's just straight up, really nice, neat writing. I mean, mm. I just like that whole like. So what are you in? I'm in toys. Oh, that's great. You know, yeah. been doing it forever. Yeah, I know what you mean. You know, it's just that was uh that was fun. That was very fun.
1: Yeah. Well, and I like that whole cab ride when uh, when Santa's in the back of the of the taxi and Ernest is like, oh, you know, I bet you get this a lot. Oh, that I look like Santa Claus? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, something like this because you look like him well because i am him well because you am him how about that
0: i know i know know. that that's that is classic that is absolutely classic and it's not like and and he
1: pretty much just accepts it it's not like he's you know he doesn't do like a double take he doesn't crash the taxi he doesn't do anything like that you know he doesn't freak Mm -hmm. out about it he's just like oh because you am him okay well yeah
0: yeah and i love i love the two guys that are in the shipping thing. Yeah, I mean those guys, they're perfect together. I mean, they they almost make me want to say like, were they like a, a comedy duo? I, I mean, were they like a Penn and Teller esque, kind of thing? Maybe not with the magic component, but I mean, they really gel together. And then, like I said, just just the guys' mannerisms. I mean, when when they when the, animal control shows up and he's like, oh, you're here to pick up, and they're laughing and stuff. And then the way he like moves the uh, the the um toothpick to the other side of his mouth and you hear that <laughs> slurping sound. It's like, I don't know why that happened, but it's really funny. And then he just kind of like looks up and points with his pink pay- All his mannerisms crack me up. I mean, it mm-hmm. really it was, I don't know why it was so funny, but I mean, just watching that guy on screen was really funny.
1: Yeah. he um, And I, you know what? I didn't mention the other guy's name. It was um, Bill Burge was the other guy. I didn't list him when I listed off all of our okay. Uh, actors that are in this movie, but it was uh, Gaylord Sartain was Chuck and Bill Burge mm-hmm. was Bobby. And okay. they were, you know, I want to say those characters, they were in uh, Ernest Goes to Camp, but I want to say that they really kind of started with those characters in the Haver hey and It's Ernest TV show. Okay. And then continued through most of the Ernest movies and, and they were always kind of together in the TV show and throughout the rest of the movies. And I don't know if they worked together before the earnest stuff, but they were pretty much together for the rest of the, however long the earnest movies kept going, I think into like the late nineties. I don't, well, he died in 2000. Mm-hmm. So it would have been late nineties would have been the last, uh, earnest stuff that he would have done if it went that far. But yeah, they were, um, I think they were in pretty much everything from about the, the mm-hmm. TV show on. And that was another thing I was reading, too, was um, was about uh, Jim Varney's life. Like, you know, I know we talked a little bit about this when we did our show last year, but it always amazes me to find out that he always wanted to do Shakespeare. Like, he was trained huh. as a, a, a classically trained actor, and, you know, he, he did all this amazing stuff early on in his life, and... Um, you know he one of his things he said he always wanted to do was Hamlet he always wanted to play in Hamlet uh, never got a chance to but you know he started off life as a, a kid who was really good at memorizing things and I guess that just kind of naturally flowed into uh, a love of reading and writing and acting and, and so that kind of took him into acting and then comedy and then he ended up doing the commercials uh, for different companies mostly in the South and uh, that's where mm-hmm. I kind of knew him from was seeing a lot of those different commercials growing up and then they turned it into the the tv show and then the movie character but uh yeah it was always always kind of interesting to me that you you see this character of Ernest. you think of him as just like this goofy character that's almost like a Pee-wee herman type character but as a as a person and as an actor you know he really there was a lot more to him than what you probably figured you were seeing on the tv screen Mm mm-hmm interesting that's interesting.
0: I'd love to see an interview with him. I bet you YouTube's got a bunch of stuff. But I mean, yeah, there are. Uh, see...
1: I'll I'll post a couple up with this episode if I can go back and find him again. But there's a couple of different interviews with him. Um, you know, I think some of them were like early '90s. He, I, I also forgot. He played uh, Jed Clampett in the uh, Beverly Hillbillies movie that they made in 1993. Okay. When they made the Beverly Hillbillies movie um, in the early 90s, he played the dad. He played Jed Clampett. Um, and I had forgotten okay. about that. That he, I, I just kept thinking, you know, I don't know that he's done anything other than the Ernest movies. And then he was the uh, slinky dog in the Toy Story movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think he did maybe a couple of other voices in cartoons. Yeah. Th- that was the other thing, too, was that as a kid, I guess... Um, he was really, really good. Part of the memorization, you know, that he was really good at memorizing things and reciting them back, was he also was really good at picking up voices and accents and things like that. So even as a kid, he could listen to something just a couple of times, and then he could start mimicking the accent or the voice of what he, whatever he cool. heard. So that, you know, that made him somebody that would do well in cartoons and voiceover work and things like that. Yeah, Cool so cool to me it was always just fun to see him do these different crazy characters right like he you know pretend yeah, to be yeah I'm
0: the snake guy <sighs> yeah
1: the snake I think that my favorite one in this one was the snake guy mm-hmm yeah, they're real dangerous I, don't, uh, I wouldn't even look at him back there yeah it's
0: Santa with a what do you have maracas or something
1: <laughs> yeah that I think that that and maybe a hose or something like that yeah yeah oh. funny all right. Well, do we have anything else we want to say about Ernest Saves Christmas? He saved Christmas, by the way, just if you haven't watched the movie. Yeah, he did. Successfully saves Christmas. and um, You know, it's kind of a similar story to I a long time ago. I think I saw it once a long time ago. Not because I didn't like it, but just I just haven't watched it again. The uh, Tim Allen movie, The Santa Claus. Okay. Isn't it in that movie, doesn't he like accidentally kill Santa Claus? Like he, I don't know, hits him with something or... Santa Claus somehow accidentally dies, and it's kind of Tim Allen's fault, and, and because of that, he has to become Santa Claus?
0: Yeah, I guess. I, I I never... I I don't see a lot of Christmas movies. I said that before, so I yeah. kind of avoided all the Santa Claus stories, so yeah. that that is entirely possible.
1: That It's it's a little similar to kind of the, the story in this one, where Santa's kind of looking for a replacement. Um, Got it. In that one, I guess if he died, he wasn't looking for a replacement, but... Um, mm-hmm. same kind of idea so yeah all right well uh if we got nothing else for Ernest saves christmas i do have five questions are you ready for your five questions i think i'm ready for my five questions right. have you been thinking about your five questions or are we just i've been thinking about my five questions okay man. all right Alright, so here's our five questions for Ernest Saves Christmas. He asks each traveler five questions. It's impossible to answer. Impossible because you don't know the answer. Nobody could answer that question. You've got to ask yourself one question.
0: What are you asking me for? I don't know. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul.
1: Just as a real quick reminder, uh, the five questions, we kind of uh, come up with five questions that are loosely related to the movie you know maybe not quite so much related to the movie as some of the ideas or some of the topics of the movie or if it's obviously if it's a christmas movie the questions may be christmas related um and so that's kind of where our five questions come from and we try to stick to especially if there's a bunch of us on the show at the same time we try to stick to about 30 seconds a piece uh just so we're not taking the entire podcast answering the five questions so uh mr canigallo are you ready for your five questions
0: I am ready, man. Okay, let's I do the five questions. These questions.
1: All right, question number one. When did you, and I'm going to say this a little quiet, I don't think my kids are still, I don't think, I don't think they're awake, and I think they kind of know this anyway, mm-hmm. but uh, number one, when well, did wait, you? Wait, wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. do we have
1: to do spoilers for
0: any parents oh, I listening gu- out there? I guess we should.
1: Okay. Yeah. If you're a parent and you're listening to this with your kids, it's you may want to skip ahead a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. Just saying mm-hmm okay go on to the question parents strongly cautioned. parents strongly cautioned if you don't want something ruined for your children that's related to the holiday of the month that we're currently in as of the time of this recording december mm-hmm. yes okay i think we're clear all right number one all when right. did you discover the big secret about santa claus i don't remember oh you don't remember i honestly
0: do. i okay. don't remember it was never a it was never a solid reveal for me um you know uh santa claus there were times that santa claus would appear at my grandparents house um, there were times that i'd get phone calls from santa claus and he would know things about me and i was like dude that is uncanny how did <laughs> he have that figure that out mm-hmm. um i yeah and I, I don't rem, i don't remember and it kind of i don't remember I honestly, I don't remember. And then it was like, you know, I'm the oldest, so, you know, you also, you kind of maintain for the siblings. And then I think um, uh, Dennis had kind of alluded to this, and I don't want to put words in his mouth, but when we were talking about it before, y- y- yeah, okay, so you maybe you realize the, the truth there. And I'm still speaking, even though we did the spoilers, <laughs> I'm still speaking, uh, um, uh, and, and you know, vaguely. But you realize the truth, but then you realize that the spirit does exist yeah. and that that element is, is there. And that's just kind of how I perceive it. So, yeah, I don't I don't have a, there was no hard,
1: you know, reveal for me. Okay. So, OK, um, about I, you? I, I will say that for my kids, they both kind of know already. Um, and they kind of, it just kind of came out as a question. Um, I think, I think the oldest already had it figured out, but then the youngest one, I think it was maybe like last year, um, kind of towards the end of Christmas time. She was like, dad, is, is this, is this really real? Like Mm -hmm. it doesn't seem realistic. And I said, well, both, both my wife and I were like, well, okay, so here's the thing. There was a real person. And some of the story that we talk about at this time of year is, you know, a, a kind of a fun pretend thing that we do. And it's just fun to kind of keep pretending. It's a fun kind of pretend thing that we do around this time of year. And, um, you know, so it's it's kind of a pretend game that the parents keep to get play- they get to keep playing for a little while and until the kids grow up too much. And so we'll just keep pretending for now, if that's OK with you. Mm hmm. So, mm-hmm. and then her brother, I think, was going to try to ruin something else for her. And I said, you know, here's the deal. If you don't pretend, you don't get presents from that person. Yeah. And that kind of quieted him down real fast. Yeah, yeah. Then then, then we're not going to celebrate. Right, right. Um, so for me personally, it was when I was about maybe nine or ten years old. Mm-hmm. And we were at my grandparents' house. and I love the story. And... Um, we I'm uh, <laughs> trying to remember every year I think it I think it kind of switched off on who was playing Santa Claus. And have I told you this one before? I've, I've heard this story. I think yeah, I, I think I, I might have told you before. Um, but, and so yeah. th- th- this particular year it I, I would imagine it was my it was my uncle Jim had gotten chosen mm-hmm. for that. And so they had a, they had a suit and they had the beard and they had all everything. And the kids are all playing, so nobody pays attention that one of the the adults has disappeared. Well, my Mm -hmm. Uncle Jim had, um, you know, he had a a fairly bushy kind of, uh, you know, he was young, so a fairly bushy kind of black, uh, dark uh, mustache, um, because this is still the 80s. So Santa Claus comes in, Santa Claus starts handing out gifts, and and I'm the oldest of the grandkids on this side of the family, and he's handing out the gifts and everything, and all of a sudden Santa Claus's beard kind of falls down. And I'm like, well, wait a minute, that's not Santa. That's, that's Uncle Jim. Whoa whoa, 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 hold on. And so, and I think my grandmother started to notice that I was figuring something out. And I think very quickly, like some of the other, other adults were telling the kids, no, that's just, Santa has, Santa has roots that like hold his white beard in place and they're dark underneath and, and we can just help him fix it. And so that kind of placated the younger kids. And, mm-hmm. and I, I vividly remember my grandmother like grabbed my arm really hard <laughs> And pulled me off <laughs> right. to the side and said, right. Santa Claus is not real. Do not ruin this for the rest of the kids. Now get back over there and open your presents. <laughs> I was like, but, okay. So, <laughs> so, so That's not awesome. only, not only did I find out that Santa Claus was not real, I was threatened by my grandmother. So that yeah, was, all in one and, and, fell swoop. and a very sweet lady, but that just, in that moment, something must have just snapped within her and she felt the need to just grab me and say, do not ruin this for anyone else.
0: And, and you're beginning to question it. You're not even there yet. And it's like, it's a, it's like when your tooth is a little bit loose and your grandma like pulls it out. You know, right. it's like, it's not, we don't wait till it falls out. It's just rip.
1: Oh yeah, no. I just, I don't even know of... I don't even know that I was fully there yet. I was just the realization was dawning and before it could completely oh. dawn, I was grabbed and yanked off to the side and Yeah. The bandaid yeah. the bandaid was just ripped <laughs> off at that point. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that story. I love that story. Yeah. So, so that's that's how that particular part of Christmas was ruined for me. Yes. All right. Uh, next question a, a little less a little less intense of a question maybe uh question number two if you celebrate christmas is your tree real or artificial uh <laughs> did i touch a nerve yes okay you a nerve. all right is, is this do you, do you need a moment
0: ah uh, no the moment is coming on okay i i am a real tree person okay my first job was working on well the farm i worked on sold christmas trees
1: so oh really okay
0: Yeah. And so during the winter, I got a job in seventh grade. That's when I first started working on the farm. That was my first job was during the winter selling Christmas trees. I was in seventh, maybe eighth grade or seventh grade, and I got to use a chainsaw and life was just wonderful. And so I I like, yes, like real trees where I I am the last and I thought it would be my dad. But believe it or not, my dad, uh, they my my folks uh, went to artificial trees a year or two ago. And I was the last holdout. And I mean, I thought I could even keep it going for a few more years where I'm just like, yeah, oh, should we buy one? And then I just keep it going. by Like, well, let's shop around or let's make sure it's off season when we buy. We don't want, you know, let's get a good deal. And then I just go to the Home Depot and pick one up and bring it back. And there you go. Um, yeah, and this year we've got an artificial tree. Okay. And it's nice. It's nice. It's a mm-hmm. wonderful tree. Tammy picked it out and the kids are all excited because they get to assemble it. and. And that's fun and, and all that kind of stuff. So I'm not going to poo-poo it, um, <laughs> but you know, it was one of the things that I one of the <laughs> one of the few things that I liked about Christmas. You know, with with, with the tree. But mm. now we're we're an artificial tree family. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, you know, worst case scenario, I might go pick up like a small two foot real tree and just keep it in the corner of my room. There you go. So you that's your... you know, I, I I might just do that. You get your own and little your own little Charlie Brown Christmas tree. Yeah, and I'm not bitter. No. I yeah, I'm not, I'm fine. I'm okay. I'm really fine. But uh um, I can tell. You know, I I I I like the real trees. Okay. But it's a beautiful tree. If Tammy stopped, picked it out, it's great. The kids had so much fun um fluffing the branches and putting it together and and all that kind of stuff. But um I I you know like Morpheus said, "Welcome to the desert of the real." That's kind of where
1: I'm at. You know, that's that's kind of what I like. See, I didn't know this was going to be the question that was going to touch the nerve. I thought, "Well, softball question here." Do you, you got a real tree or an artificial tree? I didn't know this was going to be the one that was going to be you know, bring the whole show to a screeching halt and bring out I'm all sorry, this bring out really... all this emotion and all the
0: I'm a real I'm a, I'm a, am a real tree guy living in an artificial tree house. Hey, that's all right.
1: So, do what you got to do. Do, right. do to that, get it's, by. And
0: it's a, it does. And it's a, be, it's a beautiful
1: tree. It's a really, you know,
0: it's a beauty Clark.
1: <laughs> yeah, we've had artificial trees for I don't even know how many years now. I mean, ever since ever since we've been married. And I think, okay. I'm trying to remember back. I mean, as a kid growing up, we always had real trees. Like okay. every year. And I remember going out with my dad. Uh, the whole family, we'd go out. We'd get the tree, bring it back home, do that whole thing. Um, and I don't remember, I'm trying to remember if when we moved to England, I'm trying to remember if we had real trees in England. I know growing up in, in, and growing up in Texas, we always had real trees. I don't remember living in England if we had a real tree or an artificial tree, but I'm fairly certain that when we came back and moved here to Chicago, to Illinois, I think Mm -hmm. that's when we started Artificial Trees. Pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's when we started with it, and, and then that, that was like mid 90s. So, so for the most part, from teenage years, kind of growing up, it was it was the artificial trees, and we had a couple of um, we had a, we ended up with a couple of trees in the house um, because my mom always she had like all of the ornaments that you know we had just collected over the years, and they were just kind of like the cute little ornaments and the little uh, characters that either people had given us over the years um for the, the three kids in the family and just kind of our fun ornaments. Like if, if anybody had like a Star Wars ornament, you put it on the tree. And then she wanted her like Martha Stewart decorated tree to be in the den. And that was kind of her tree to decorate in whatever fancy way she saw fit. Um, you know, that maybe she saw in a magazine somewhere or so you had the family tree that was kind of just covered in all these crazy ornaments. And then you had the Martha Stewart tree that was in the other room. Yeah. And then, yeah. I th- and then and ever since we've been married, I think we've always had artificial trees. I think either because just in college it was easier to do an artificial tree, um, you know, and then we just kind of we've all, we've always kept the same artificial tree since then. The one thing I will say is I loved the smell of the real trees hmm that was that's the only thing i think i probably miss otherwise like all the needles falling and having to clean that stuff up you know I, I, I can give or take that but i do miss the the smell of the real tree when you've got that in the house um right but yeah we're, we're an artificial tree family and we're fine with that
0: yeah that's cool so. that's cool and i know they've got the diffusers that you can plug into the mm-hmm. wall and yeah it i don't know yeah i don't know I...
1: well let's let's go to question number three i don't know if you're going to be able oh, to answer yeah, this right.
0: one this that's right. This is this isn't the Christmas Tree Podcast. This is no five it's... questions. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. No,
1: that's okay. How so much for the thirty minutes? Five. You well, know, it's maybe each 30, 30 minutes for each answer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so question number three. I don't know if you're going to be able to answer question number three. Um, I, 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 yeah. But we'll see. What's your favorite Christmas-themed horror movie? I don't know. I, uh,
0: Christmas-themed. Okay. So it doesn't have to be a Christmas movie. I guess I'll say Correct. Gremlins. I, okay. I mean. You know, that would be the closest. There was one movie, it was back in the day while I was watching, uh, it was when you had the on-demand movies as part of the cable package or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I fell asleep watching something, big surprise, and I woke up and something else was on and it was about, a, it was a car driving down the road being chased by this demonic, santa claus-esque character in a sleigh with monsters pulling it and he was chucking presents at the car and it was exploding and i read the story and i'm like what is this and it was like the demonic santa claus you know goes around and chases people and you know and it was okay basically what i saw is what i got and so i won't say it's my favorite but that was the one i woke up in the middle of just thinking this is the this is the weirdest thing i've ever seen um that was before Blue Velvet. And I was like, this, it was, so, I mean, I guess that would be the only really true Christmas horror movie I've seen, but I guess if I had to name a Christmas-themed horror movie that I liked, then I guess I would say Gremlins. Okay.
1: Okay. All right. Do you, do you remember the name of the movie?
0: I, you know what, I don't, it was, it was like a Christmas sleigh, or, I think it was Christmas sleigh, spelled, well, no, was that the one in the Ernest movie? A
1: Christmas Sleigh? A uh, Christmas Slay was the one in the Ernest movie. yeah. Oh,
0: shoot. Yeah, okay. Well, I, I'll just I just have to Google, you know, scene in movie with Santa chucking presents, exploding presents at car. Okay. Or Santa, as, and, and we'll have to come up with it. But, yeah, I, I woke up and it was just weird.
1: There is a, there's another movie called A Christmas Sleigh um, with the tagline, you better watch out, you better not cry. And according to that one, it does not get very high ratings at all. Um, no, it, it was a piece of crap. Okay. This one was 2015 though. Was the one you saw uh, earlier than that? Uh, maybe, but yeah, it probably was. Okay. This one does not get good ratings at all, but just the, the description would make me want to go see this. Um, okay. if, it, if it's on Netflix or somewhere like that. So here's the description of Christmas sleigh from 2015, which gets a 2.8 out of 10 on IMDb. So that kind of gives you an indication of where it's at. Okay. Um, what begins as a perfect holiday with old friends in the Scottish Highlands becomes a bloodbath of terror as a Santa-obsessed killer descends on the festivities. Okay. So, I mean, you got, it's a horror movie, it's Christmas, it's Scotland, that's all good stuff. Yeah, it's it's right up your alley. Oh, so, yeah. I'm probably not going to see it, but, you know, it, it has a combination of things that I'd be willing to see. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, well, so mine, I think, hmm, I was trying to think about this one. Um, I might go with Krampus. Have you ever seen that one? Uh, do you know the story of the Krampus? No. Okay, well, so let's sit back for a second and, and we'll we'll talk about the, the story of the Krampus. Um, basically, the Krampus is kind of like the anti-Santa Claus. Okay. And um, I'm trying to remember if it was like Germany, I think it's like Germany, Austria and it's from that area of the world and kind of their folklore and the idea is that the naughty children get visited by the Krampus. And the Krampus is a creature that can steal you and take you away if you've been naughty. Okay. So and there are and, and there are other societies that have these kind of like creatures that are the anti Santa Claus. You know, you always kind of stories you hear growing up are like well if you're naughty santa will give you coal in your stocking instead of a gift or or something weird like that no some of these other cultures and societies have gone so far as to say no there's a creature that will come steal you away and eat you if Mm -hmm. you're naughty
0: oh oh good yeah
1: okay so we're gonna go with terrifying the children then i guess Mm -hmm. Um, Hence the Krampus. Right, hence the Krampus. So we had seen, uh, when we go to Chris Kindle Market in downtown Chicago every year, uh, they have a booth that has a bunch of Krampus things because it's a lot of German stuff there. And um, they have like little Krampus uh, ornaments that you can put on your tree and all kinds of stuff. So the funny thing about this movie is the beginning of this movie, for about the first 20 minutes or so, it makes it look like it's completely a ripoff of uh, Christmas Vacation. Okay. So you have the family, and you know the family is they're they're kind of a dysfunctional family, um, but they're doing okay. And then all of a sudden, the cousins come in, and the cousins like bring their weird twins with them, and okay. um, you know the the dad is like a Cousin Eddie kind of character, and they bring this aunt with them that is um, you know she just hates everything about anything. And uh, Mm -hmm. they bring this like bulldog with them that's eating everything all over the place. And uh, so it's like the first 20 minutes make you think like, are they trying to do a parody of Christmas Vacation? And Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden there is a blizzard and somebody has to go out in the blizzard to check and see uh, if any of the neighbors have lost power. And all of a sudden a creature comes to start killing people. Oh, exciting. So The Krampus. So, the Krampus. Um, so there's that one. I do kind of like that one. It's kind of a funny, you know, it's like a funny horror movie. Um, the other one I will throw out there is definitely not for the squeamish. And it is a short okay. film that I saw years ago called Trevenge.
0: <laughs> okay. Have you ever heard of this one? No, but I can imagine.
1: So the idea of Trevenge is that Uh, Christmas is the worst holiday of the year for Christmas trees because we take Christmas trees and we cut them down and we mutilate the bodies of these trees and then we decorate them. And just to show how callous and uh, hateful we are, we put the mutilated bodies of these trees that are all decorated up in our houses and we use them as a centerpiece. So needless (laughs) to say, the other Christmas trees of the world are not happy and they come to life and start getting revenge on humans.
0: Now that's kind of funny.
1: It is funny. It's hilarious. It's really like parts of it are very gross. Um, Mm -hmm. And if you're, if you're squeamish at all, definitely don't try to go watch this movie, but it's not a long movie at all. It's maybe 15 ish minutes. Okay. So it's a really short film, but it's, if you like a good horror movie and if you just, if the whole idea, the whole absurd idea of trees coming to life and killing us because we have dishonored and mutilated their fellow tree brothers and sisters, um, mm-hmm. it would be a funny one to go find. Got it. So, I think that would be... That would probably be my favorite one. That one in Krampus. Krampus is a pretty good one, too. Got it. Got
0: it. Um, before you go on to question number three, I yeah. looked it up. I found it. It's called Santa's Sleigh.
1: Santa's Sleigh. Okay.
0: Bill Goldberg. You Remember Goldberg?
1: Mm. I remember... Well... The,
0: The wrestler, WWF, or WCW Goldberg plays Santa. And actually, for the last 1,500 years, Santa, I, I found a little synopsis, and now I remember it all. And maybe it's one of those movies that's so bad it's fun. But Santa is forced, he is forced once a year to go around and give presents to people around the world. And now Santa's really ticked. He hates doing it, and he's upset. So now he decides to get revenge and just go crazy at people.
1: Oh, I see. There's a little description here it says, after a millennium of spreading Christmas cheer, Santa Claus reverts to his demonic self and gives the gift of fear.
0: <laughs> yeah. Huh. I wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning and there's just like this scene going, and I'm like, what am I watching? What the. I mean, I went to sleep watching Fast and the Furious Part 2. And like, we, what is going on? And so, yeah, yeah. So that's. And maybe that's one of those movies that's just so outlandish it's fun. But okay. All and right. I, I guess that would have to be the. Yeah.
1: Well, it may be on the watch list now, so I might have to go check that out.
0: (laughs) Yeah, just a few Goldbergs.
1: I have not heard of this one, so.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. All right,
1: I'm I'm intrigued now. If anybody's listening and you've got some other good uh, Christmas horror movies, I'm not sure Pat will be checking them out, but feel free to send them our way and I'll I'll go take a look. Yeah. Or if Pat's up at 3 o'clock in the morning and has nothing better to do, he might watch them. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, all right. So number four, in this movie, Santa's sack, uh, you are able to pull things out of Santa's sack that um, are things that you really want. And Ernest doesn't do that so well, but um, the idea of the the Christmas magic is there. So what would Santa pull from his magic sack for you this year?
0: Was that it? Or is that with the intro? Or are you going to answer first or is that it? You just asked me. I just asked you. You know what? I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say peace on earth, goodwill towards all. I I I, I there's there's really no things I want, but I just and I know that it, it it drives people nuts. It drives people nuts in my family when they try to go shopping for me. There's really just pull out enough food to feed the hungry, pull out like I said, peace on earth, goodwill towards all, and I think I'd be a happy man. There you go.
1: So you're gonna continually go with the answer that makes everybody else look like a jerk. <laughs>
0: I, I, I'm just saying. I'm just mm-hmm. saying. I, I got
1: nothing else. Mm-hmm. Okay, well in that case, my my new answer is um <laughs> is uh everything that's best for all the children of the world.
0: <laughs> well, there you go, see? There you go. There you go. There you go. All right, so it's I mean, I don't know. i
1: my original answer was a little card that pays off any and all debt, and um, covers college for the kids and that type of stuff. And
0: okay, well, see, that's good because here, here I'm the real jerk because then I'm thinking, well, I don't want to be the jerk, so I'll just I'll come up with something, and I'm like, uh, how about every single Nintendo Entertainment System video game and Nintendo
1: Entertainment System? Oh, that would be like
0: fun. you know, I, you know what I'm saying? So I was like. See, so let's is, say you're well here like, let's
1: let's say let's say your answer has to be selfish it has to be something for you it has to be something for me yes oh. Santa is going to pull something that you very much want out of his magic bag and give it to you
0: okay and I don't have this thing
1: and you don't like, have this I, thing unless you I have guess. it and you want another one of it
0: okay all right see I already got a motorcycle and it's sort okay. of like in Lego Batman I only have one butt so I don't need well, yeah, I don't know. I mean,
1: do you want a motorcycle helmet shaped like Iron Man's helmet?
0: Well, no, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, I saw a guy with a Predator helmet going on the road the other day. Oh, really? With one that really looked awesome. You know what? I think because I've seen helmet...
1: that. I think I've seen that too. <laughs> yeah. I think I, mean, I remember see seeing a guy one time road. riding a motorcycle down the road, and it was it. Was it like in where we work, like in Vernon Hills, or around here yeah, somewhere? Yeah,
0: it was around. Yeah, it was around. Yeah, it was around here.
1: Okay, I feel like I've seen the guy because I, I feel like I've seen a guy on a motorcycle wearing a Predator helmet. Yeah.
0: Okay. Those things are pretty. That's,
1: that's pretty. That's cool. pretty sweet.
0: Yeah, I don't know, man. I I don't know, I I, I don't know. I, but let's just say this. Let's say something completely frivolous, like an NES and every single Nintendo Entertainment. Like every game, you there know you what go. I'm
1: saying?
0: There you go. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll make that okay. if I had to go selfish.
1: That's totally acceptable.
0: But now, does your selfish thing count with like paying off kids' college <clears throat> and paying off your home debt?
1: Um. Yeah, maybe, but I'll, I'll do a different one just in case. Um, okay. Let's see if I, see, I was going to pull something out of the sack. What would he pull out for me? I would say. Oh, I'm kind of at the point where I want a new phone, so okay. I, I'm, a new phone wouldn't be bad, but uh, okay. only because I use it every single day for everything that I do for work and mm-hmm. taking pictures and video of the kids and everything else, and so maybe that. Um, I feel like I had something more fun in mind earlier, and now I've forgotten what it was.
0: I'm going to say, you know what I want? I'm going to have a, a real working Klingon bird of prey. Ooh, there you go. Maybe, maybe the Millennium Falcon. Maybe mm. we should ask for the Millennium Falcon.
1: I want a DeLorean. Yeah. There we go.
0: Uh, you know, uh, uh well, and if we're, we're going, going really
1: up. big, I want a time train.
0: Okay. Now, this DeLorean that you want, do you want it to be Doc Brown's DeLorean or just a DeLorean?
1: I want it to be Doc Brown's DeLorean that can fly.
0: Okay, that's good. I, I want, I million... want,
1: I want Back to the Future two DeLorean.
0: Are, and, and just, um, I don't know how much you know about DeLoreans. Do, are you going to get the extended warranty on that DeLorean?
1: Um, if needed.
0: It might not be a bad idea. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, or maybe this could be like a magic DeLorean that nothing breaks on. Like, right. I would say right. that. Like, that would be my recommendation on that.
1: Right. Well, a DeLorean and, you know, ridiculous amounts of money with which I can use to repair it when it does break. Right. Right. Okay. We'll go with that then. Okay. All right. So, last question. Question number five. Who do you know that would make a worthy replacement for Santa Claus? So, I'm kind of thinking that this is a, like, someone that you actually know in real life. That you think, Mm -hmm. like, this person has the kind of, like, personality or attitude or even maybe even looks like Santa Claus. Um, you know, if Santa were to show up just like he did in Ernest Saves Christmas and say, look, it's time for me to retire. I need a new Santa Claus. This is the kind of person that I'm looking for.
0: I'm just laughing right now. Cause I'm thinking of all of our friends, like just like, could you imagine Dennis
1: as Santa Claus? No. No. no because you know and 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 i know i pick on dennis a lot and even when he's here in person and i will say i cannot imagine dennis as santa claus because it's going to be like december 27th and a bunch of kids are going to be like where's our gifts (laughs) i don't know kids santa said he was going to be here on on christmas day but he just he he said he just had to go for a run really fast and he was just you know running to the store for something and he should be here anytime now and Oh man! So no, that's why that's I can't see funny. Dennis as Santa Claus. Oh
0: man! I don't know who would be the other.
1: Side? I don't. Jeez. Well, I I have one. Like I have one. Well, yeah, immediately when I I'm out. when I thought of uh, yeah. So when I thought of we we actually have we actually have somebody at our church that looks very much like Santa Claus. He has a long okay. kind of white beard, but not that person. Um, we have someone actually who also used to go to our church and um, he's, I don't think he listens to the podcast, but I'll give him a little bit of a shout out. Uh, We call him Mr. Larry. And because he was in like the kids, like the toddler nursery at church. So he was kind of taking care of the kids that were in like the toddler and preschool classes. And he is just this big, tall guy. He, he's built like Santa Claus. He's a big, tall guy um you know he's got the beard and he just he he almost looks like a santa claus um and he's got just the same kind of attitude that you would expect of a santa claus he loved kids like just loved to. it was almost like when he went in to help watch the kids in that in that uh toddler room that nursery it was like he was just the biggest kid that was in the room and you know you you could almost you could almost see that you know the he was on the same wavelength as a lot of the kids. So the kids just kind of naturally gravitated to him because it was like, Whoa, there's this giant version of us. Mm -hmm. And so my kids like just gravitated to him right away. And and of course, you know, he, he also like liked some of the same things we like, like star Wars and, and star Trek and that kind of stuff. And, you know, he was kind of nerdy and like sci-fi things and, so, you know, the kids would always kind of joke about stuff with him. And I remember he told us one time when we came and picked up uh, Nora, my daughter, from the, from the, the preschool room. He said, uh, he said, yeah, we were talking today and, and I asked her what she wanted to be when she grows up. And she said she wanted to be the Queen of the Death Star.
0: Yeah. I
1: was like, okay, I mean, shoot big, I guess. and Why not? Go for it. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, no, if, if I had to pick somebody that I think had the kind of qualifications that you'd look for, he's just, he's just a very kind person and, and just, you know, loves kids and, and always kind of marveled at the innocence and the fun and the creativity of children. And I just kind of picture that as if you were going to have somebody who's a Santa Claus, it would be that person. Cool. So I'm also gonna say I hope he's doing well because he has his health has not been good lately. So, um, oh, no. was, was hear, heard about that the other day on Facebook. So I hope he's doing better. I don't think he listens to our show, but I will put that out there that okay. I hope he is feeling better and on the road to recovery. Got it. So, so that would be my person. Got it. Did I give you enough time to think of somebody?
0: I got nothing. I got okay. no one. All right. I got no one. I really don't. I, I just, maybe it'll, I'll, I'll call the love line if something comes up. Okay, but here, I'm, I'm going to ask, I'm not going to reject the question, but I'm going to res- like throw your question back with another question Go for or it. answer your question with another question. What is your ideal representation of Santa Claus? I hmm. suppose we should keep it to movies, but like in what movie do you feel that like, yeah, that's Santa Claus. I like that imagery of Santa Claus.
1: That is a good question. Um, well, let's see.
0: And if we don't want to answer it now, we can wait till we do another Santa Claus movie in one of the future episodes, a year or two or three years from now. You can make that one of the five questions. But I'm yeah. just because that's my problem with trying to pick someone that's Santa Claus. It's like mm-hmm. I I don't know. I don't you know like I got to go back to the basics and be like, you know. What do I see when I see Santa
1: Claus? Right, right. Um, you know, I, I think usually I I would go with kind of the traditional. Well, it's like traditional, probably American uh, depiction of Santa Claus. I'm thinking of like um, was it uh, Ed Asner plays Santa Claus in Elf? Okay. Um, you know the the Santa Claus in this movie, the Ernest Saves Christmas Santa Claus. Um, which I think in this movie really similar to the Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, Santa Claus. Okay. Um, yeah, definitely not the Santa Claus you see in a Christmas story. Uh, okay. Up on the big display, he's got you know, throws the kids down the slide after they tell him what they want for Christmas, and right. Um, yeah, no, I think I'd probably go with like just like the traditional American depiction of Santa Claus. Got it. Okay. I can't think of any one in particular in a movie that just I gravitate toward. Um, one in particular that I always think it's it's not a Santa Claus character, but it has the same qualities of a Santa Claus character, and that is the ghost of Christmas present in um, a Muppet Christmas Carol. Okay. I like that one. Got it. And, and, and by the time, you know, as he ages in that, part of the movie he ends up with the white beard and the white hair and, and everything else and he's kind of the you know big jolly elf kind of guy and uh, mm-hmm. that whole thing so I think it, that depiction of Santa is probably probably my favorite out of all of them cool so what Muppet would yours Christmas be Carol,
0: uh, Muppet Christmas Carol is that good for kids I don't know oh it's, yeah like, yeah yeah, yeah.
1: um good. now Nora even still I mean she doesn't like stuff with ghosts Okay. and there's a little bit, the the scene with the Jacob Marley um, ghost at the beginning of the movie, and that mm-hmm. kind of creeped her out a little bit as a younger kid, and I think she's still maybe a little hesitant about it. Um, and then at the end, the, of course, the ghost of Christmas future is always a little creepy. Um, but no, other than yeah. that, it's I really like it. It's, it's probably one of my favorite Christmas movies ever. It's got a lot of songs in it. Of course, you've got all the Muppets with Kermit and Miss Piggy and everybody else right got it
0: um
1: yeah no we've been watching that one for years and that the only part of that movie that even kind of scared her a little bit was the when the jacob marley ghost comes out and then when the ghost of christmas future ghost comes out got it okay so yeah no otherwise otherwise good for kids did you have a santa that you would it was your kind of your your, your question i didn't know if you had one in, in mind
0: no, I reject the question. I think it's okay. a silly question.
1: Okay. All
0: right. no, I, you, you're you're going to go with the am, Santa honest- sleigh
1: Santa? Yeah, I'm going yeah. with the Goldberg one. Okay.
0: No, honestly, the Santa I like the best is the one that was in um, uh, 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 Lion, the Witch in the Wardrobe*. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's I, I I I know it's not a major role, but I just I like I like that portrayal, and I don't know if. Um, I, I don't know exactly why. Maybe because it's, it's, it's not that it makes it more real, but maybe because it, it kind of it breaks with tradition in that it's not like the movie is written around that character, so it kind of reinforces our vision of what Santa is. But in reality, it kind of inserts it into another story. Mm-hmm. And so they modify it a little bit to fit in with the Chronicles of Narnia. So I just, I really, I, I just, I like that. I like that portrayal of Santa Claus. I guess my runner up would be in the one, I don't know if you ever saw, I know Bo and I've talked about it, but The Night They Saved Christmas. I really like that portrayal of Santa. Um, just be, and and that one's cool because it's like when you see Santa's Operation, they they really they explain it all in a very not not, not non-magical, but it's a very like technological way. Like it's oh yeah, I could see how in the mind of a kid, oh yeah, I could see totally, that could totally work, yeah, okay, that makes sense, and um and actually, they do have magic in there, but I just like that portrayal of him because he's very he's almost like a almost like like a pseudo like scientist, at least how I remember. I mean, the last time I saw that movie, I was maybe ten, twelve years old, um sure, but in my mind, it was like uh okay they're they're explaining that um. They're explaining that uh, uh, in a very, like, logical kind of this is how Santa makes this thing work way. And I I find that striking. Yeah. And now that I'm saying it, I like the portrayal. And I've got to rewatch it because, uh, to be honest, I've seen the Polar Express a whole bunch. But the way they portray Santa in there. And now I'm going to say that. And now it's like I've seen that movie maybe half a dozen times. And I can't remember how they portray Santa in there. And partially it's because that movie is so shrouded with, like, mystery. It's awesome. Yeah. And I think, okay, I'm, I'm going to ask for this. You've seen Polar Express, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember how they portray Santa. <sighs> but they do, Yeah, right? I can't either. Mm-hmm. So, and here's my point for bringing it up. I, I, number one, I sound kind of like a goof. Don't ruin it for me because I'm going to get to watch it again and you know soon here. But it's like that movie is so shrouded in mystery, just the way they they show Santa is mysterious in and of itself. Do mm-hmm. you, you get what I'm saying? To yeah. the point that I can't even clearly remember how he's portrayed. So I guess that's what I like about the Santas is that is that in those three movie examples I give, they're all very different and unique and. They kind of write it into whatever the story's supposed to be. In the night they save Christmas, it's very logical and very technical. In um, uh, the Chronicles of Narnia, he's almost like, you know, like a like a Dungeons and Dragons esque cleric or warrior bard kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And then in um, in, in um, Polar Express, it's just they really capture the whole mystery around it. You know, yeah. so. I guess
1: I like those envisionings of them. Okay. Okay. Um, You know, the funny thing about the, um, uh, you mentioned like the Father Christmas character in Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Mm -hmm. That actor, um, I I looked up a picture real quick just to make sure this was the same one I was thinking about. The actor of that, uh, he's been in a lot of other movies that that you and I would have seen. Uh, He was in Braveheart. He was in Highlander. um, A lot of different stuff. But that image of him as Santa or Father Christmas, Mm -hmm. I I swear the first time I saw him in that movie, I thought that that was the same person who plays God in Star Trek V. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Just like with the hair and the beard and the, you know, the whole thing. Like the first time I saw Mm -hmm. him, I was like, is that the same guy? And it's not. It's a totally different person. Mm -hmm. But um, the actor in uh, Lion, the Witch and Wardrobe, his name is James Cosmo and he's from Scotland. Um, Mm -hmm. whereas the other guy is George Murdoch and he's from Kansas.
0: Was he, was the guy that was in, um, Lord, um, the Braveheart, was it, was he the dad, the Scottish dad? Yeah. Campbell. Mm -hmm. The one that, yeah. Yeah. The one, the tough old son of a gun. And yeah. Hamish's dad. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse me. What does God need with a starship?
1: (laughs) You know what? I, I know we're doing that one next year. Um, oh, I but, know. It's but I, I watched that not too long ago. I was like, Good okay, I, I, haven't, I haven't seen this in a while. I need to see it again. So I, I popped it on while I was doing something else. And I was like, you know what? It As much as people, and we'll talk more about this next year, obviously. But um, okay. as much as people give this a hard time, it's not a really, really bad movie. No. It's not a great movie, but it's not a really, really bad movie.
0: No. So. No, not at all. It, Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, I it's, mean, it's, it's fun. fun. <laughs> it, it it's, maybe if, have,
1: if you want to put a bunch of five movies together, it's better than Rocky 5. We'll put it that way.
0: Yeah. I, I, you know, it, it just, I think it could have been a lot more. Yeah. The special effects could have been a lot mm-hmm. more, you know. yeah. Oh, well, well, the other fun, the other funny
1: thing, thing is that we'll, we'll finish off our, our, five questions and wrap up. But the other funny thing is after I watched that one, I think I watched something else just a few days later. And it was another movie that featured a group of people singing row, row, row your boat.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And
1: I was like, what is going on? I just like, I've I've picked, I've picked a couple of different movies that feature row, row, row your boat as the Mm
0: -hmm.
1: like reoccurring theme in them. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for our five questions and that'll do it for Ernest saves Christmas. So um, come on back next time and we're going to be talking about whether or not Die Hard is a Christmas movie. And I think we're going to have some differences in opinion. Ah, yes. You can probably imagine those. So, yeah. So maybe some uh, differences in opinion here. But um, so come on back next time. We're hoping to have the whole gang together. So um, looking Mm -hmm. forward to that, too. Uh, Having Bo, Jeff, Dennis. Uh, Pat, I think you're going to be back and, and I'll be back as well. Yeah. So, um, we'll get that going in the meantime, if you want to go to our website, 30 podcast.com, if you want to reach out to us on Twitter or Facebook, we're 30 Podcast on both of those. If you want to call, Pat mentioned the love line earlier. If you want to call the love line, that's 872-356-6843. You can call, leave a voicemail there and we will play your voicemail on the show and uh, reply back to you. But, uh, yeah, coming up our next couple of episodes, uh, before we either take a short break, uh, as the new year starts up and the Christmas season comes o- around, uh, our next couple of episodes are Die Hard and probably Aquaman. Uh, I imagine we'll get a show in there. I don't know who all will be, will be in for that one, but, uh, we'll get that one out before the end of the year. And then, uh, we have our 1989 movies coming up right after that. So, uh, if we do take a break for a week or so, we'll, we'll let you know, um, as it gets closer to that, but, uh. You know, if you've got some good movies that uh, maybe we haven't considered for '89 yet, if you want to uh, take a look at that listing that I put out, um, feel free to go to our website. I've got it posted up there. But uh, yeah, let us know if we've if we've got any '88 movies that we've missed. If you want to go back and look at our list and and see if we've got some '88 movies we missed, I know that there's some that we had wanted to try to squeeze in before the end of the year, and I don't think it's going to quite happen. Um, but uh, we'll just we'll see. You know, there could be a Christmas miracle. Oh,
0: anything's possible. Who knows?
1: Um, but yeah. So in the meantime, next time, next week is going to be Die Hard, and then after that, it's going to be Aquaman, and uh, I think that's all we got for for this episode. So thank you, Pat. Thank you for being here. Thank you, John. And uh, if we don't see you, I know if you if you come back here, depending on when you're listening to this, uh, if you celebrate Christmas, have a very merry Christmas. I know that our uh, Jewish friends have just finished up Hanukkah, so happy Hanukkah to them. Um, I don't know when people typically celebrate Festivus, but happy Festivus. Festivus for the rest of us. There you go. Uh, Kwanzaa, I think, is also this time of year. There's a lot of holidays going on. So whatever holiday you celebrate, or if you don't celebrate one at all, we hope that you're enjoying yourself. We hope you're having a good time of year. Um, I did just hear that a lot of my southern friends are under a few feet of snow and some ice. So hopefully they're staying safe. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, so there's a lot going on. But I hope you're having a happy and healthy holiday time. If we don't see you again until the next year, if you uh, are taking a break from podcasts or whatever, and you're not listening to a few episodes until it goes into the new year, then I hope you're having a happy new year. But we will be back here next time with Die Hard and with Aquaman, and that will end off our 1988 movie's um, Die Hard last 1988 movie. That's the way to go. Literally going out with a bang. Exactly. So... Alright, welcome to the party, pal. Okay, that's going to do it for us this time. Be excellent to each other. Go watch some good movies, and we'll see you back here next time.